millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey, this is Stefan from Project Life Mastery and the Kindle Money Mastery Program. Today, I'm really excited to interview Matt Clark, who's a new friend of mine and someone that I met through a mastermind group that I'm a part of. Matt is an internet marketer and has sold millions of dollars worth of products on Amazon. And the interesting thing about Matt is he's done it all by selling physical products on Amazon. I think a lot of people, you know, they, they think of Amazon as selling books and Kindle eBooks and everything, but he's had a lot of amazing success by selling uh, physical products. And Matt has a program that he's releasing called the Amazon the Amazing Selling Machine. And it teaches a lot about his process, but I'm just really excited to learn from Matt what he's been doing and uh, just the different opportunities that Amazon provides in selling products on their website, as well as how we can also apply some of this stuff to our Kindle books as well. So thanks, Matt, for taking the time to talk to, talk to me today, and welcome to the interview. Cool, yeah. Thanks for having me. excited to uh, hopefully people can learn some stuff from this. Yeah, so you want to maybe first give people a little bit about your background and how you got into online marketing and selling on Amazon? Sure, yeah. So I uh, basically the first online business I had was actually running my own e-commerce store, selling a bunch of dropship products. Uh, basically grew that from nothing to no, literally knowing nothing to about uh, $2 million a year in about a couple of years. Um, problem was is that it was selling other people's products, so the margins were low. It was just a nightmare to run advertising because I was trying to do it all myself. And then sort of stumbled along the way, um, actually, you know, was doing a lot of SEO and that sort of thing, but then ended up deciding to, I saw a bunch of products ranking above me on Amazon, and I was like, well, you know, how the heck is that done? I was like, I didn't know anything about space, and I was, started looking into it, I was like, wait a minute, that was like me, they just added their products on Amazon. So I ended up going over there and actually just listing a few products, a few of the same dropship products, and that started being a good additional source of revenue more products to Amazon, and then eventually one product kind of blew up, and that one product, after it blew up in the course of a week, was basically making more money than the entire e-commerce store I built over the past two years, selling about 12,000 different products, and that's what really opened my eyes to what I think is still a pretty crazy opportunity on Amazon with physical products. It's just, I mean, it's insane. It's kind of like um, doing SEO or anything with AdWords like, you know, five, six, seven years ago. That's, that's still what Amazon's like. That's where a big focus of mine is. I still run an e-commerce business outside of Amazon. I still, I still run advertising outside of Amazon. But Amazon still is, is probably the easiest place to get started with physical products, and there's still tons of opportunity. Right. Why did you uh, decide to get into physical products as opposed to information products? Because I think a lot of people, they think physical products, maybe the margins aren't as good. What's been your experience with uh, selling physical products? Honestly, uh, I didn't really make the decision when I started out. It's just I didn't know anything about selling info products. and was basically like just had access to some different health products, physical health products. And I was like, ah, what the hell? I was like, I'll try selling these online because they're not being sold online right now. And that's just kind of how it went. I didn't, I didn't until later on start getting exposed to and, you know, the business model of actually selling information. 
really just started off with physical products and have, and have kept going with them. I mean, there's there's obviously advantages and disadvantages to both. I mean, there's obviously the automation of info products, but then there's also different kind of customer that's typically built from a physical product. There's, you know, the tangible aspect and like, you know, these days with things like Amazon and using the fulfillment system for fulfillment by Amazon, like you can you can literally run a physical product business with about the same automation as a digital product business. Uh, but yeah, when it first started out, just didn't know any better, I guess. Can you uh, maybe tell people what niches you're involved in? Like what kind of physical products that you had success in uh, selling and just how you're doing with it? Because I think, you know, people don't realize just how well uh, you're actually yeah. doing by selling these products. Yeah, I mean, basically, like, just because of this sort of platform and, like, open nature of the business and just, I don't know, internet marketing is an interesting space. I typically, like, pretty much never reveal the exact products. I mean, some people find out one way or another. But I'll put it this way. I have, like, one line of products. Like, I, I only sell my own any sort of um, anybody else's products. No more dropship products, none of that stuff. I just don't think it's worth the time. So basically, I've been involved with the line in the electronics field. I've been involved with the line in the health field. And then now, actually, a line in the uh, sort of cooking field. So, yeah, all those different fields sold physical products and, and keeping expanding. Because the thing is, you take a look at a, you know, a lot of big sort of product conglomerate, conglomerates like you know, Procter & Gamble. I mean, they're involved in all kinds of different fields because basically once you know how to build, launch, source, market, and brand a physical product, like there really are no limitations other than you, know, you being able to do so profitably. Right. In terms of just selling on Amazon, you know, there's thousands or millions of products on Amazon. What are some of the right. strategies that you've applied to, you know, that determines the success of uh, making money on a product on Amazon? Is it mainly how you rank the product or can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, that took a while to figure out. But the thing is, like, you asked about info products. A lot of people that are involved in that space, like, they spend so much time figuring out how to create video sales letters, figuring out how to write sales copy, how to do how to how to create good branding and packaging. You know, whether it's for their book or for their website, either way. But then all that sort of time and effort is typically not spent as much with most physical products. So you take any sort of like mundane physical product that's just laying around wherever you are. And you start thinking about how could you apply all that sort of high-level marketing to a physical product. And that's where there's lots of opportunity because it's moving more and more in that direction, but it's still it's not quite as, van- as advanced from a marketing standpoint as, as info products. Right. So when it comes to Amazon, like what took a while to figure out was, you know, was kind of just throwing a lot of stuff against the wall at first and it was having some success. And I was like, it wasn't until I started wanting to do it for multiple products that I started trying to re-engineer, like, okay, why the heck is this working out? Where does traffic actually come from on Amazon? But if you think about, like, you or I or any, any other person out there that's a consumer at Amazon, like, if you want to find, like, the example I've given them before is, like, an electric kitchen knife. Like, you don't go to Amazon and think, hmm, I'm going to click on the, you know, home products category, then kitchen and dining, then electric products, and then the electric kitchen knife category. You just search in the search bar. So kind of like Google, the majority of traffic on Amazon and the biggest opportunity is getting ranked for keywords right. when it comes to physical products. You know, as you know, with like, like Kindle or other books, I mean, there's a lot of traffic from bestseller lists. Because if I'm just like, you know, getting ready to sit on a plane and I'm like, I like reading business books, let me go see what the top selling business books are. And I'll typically, you know, a lot of times pick a book from there. But physical products is very different because you have something specific you're looking for. So that's what it really is, is figuring out how to get ranked for keywords on Amazon. That's where all the money is. Right. Is there a certain process that you'll go through before you create a product just to see if there's a market there for it? 
or you know whether it's maybe even an ebook or whatever based on maybe like a keyword research or a certain criteria yeah. that you have yeah an interesting thing with amazon is that like unlike a lot of other marketplaces and pretty much any business in the past like they'll tell you exactly what's already selling well you don't have to guess. Like that's where a lot of people go wrong is they're like, oh, I think it'd be cool to sell this product. And they start moving through the process of, you know, finding a supplier, picking a brand name. Then they think, oh yeah, then they go see, look at Amazon, I'll see what my competition is. And they go look and there's nothing selling well. They're just digging through the bestseller list. Or you can just type in your keyword and then click on the first like three or five products and just see how well they're selling, meaning how low is their bestseller rank. If you find that, like, you search for a keyword, for example, and you find that there's only one product with a low bestseller rank, that's like a small degree of certainty that there's a good market there. But if you find that two, three, four, five products all have low bestseller ranks when you search for that keyword, that means that there's some, you know, opportunity depth there, not just one product kind of dominating. That means there, there's opportunity for you to come in there, secure one of those spots, and also be a product that's selling well. So it's, it's, it's really interesting because, like, in the, in the past, I mean, just about any business on the planet, it's been a kind of gamble. It's like you kind of do a little market research. You hope it's going to sell well. But with Amazon, it's really just a matter of you picking a product that's already selling well, creating your own brand, and then doing the right marketing so that you become one of the products that you were initially researching. Yeah. Is there certain markets that you might stay away from based on they're too competitive or there's you know maybe certain products that just have a crazy number of reviews? Yeah, like the... The competition, honestly, just because of having done this for a while, competition on Amazon does not bother me whatsoever. But there are categories that I'd stay away with. Um, like, for example, any any products that are super expensive or really heavy or big products like refrigerators or anything like that or just, uh, you know, really expensive products like, you know, watches and jewelry and all that sort of stuff. You seem to stay away from that stuff just because... It's going to cost a lot more to buy inventory. It's just going to be a lot more of an expensive and extensive process. And then if you're ordering products from overseas, for example, you're going to be paying a ton in shipping and have to navigate all that and possibly have to deal with insurance. It just makes it a life, makes life a lot simpler if you're able to just pick products that are physically small in size, that are lightweight, that are ideally, we kind of say, the sweet spot in terms of price when you're researching anyways is between 7 and $40. That's what they sell for. It's kind of a sweet spot. Too too low, too much lower than that, then it becomes tough to make money because of shipping costs and all that sort of thing. Too much higher than that, it starts getting a little expensive to purchase inventory. So yeah, any any super complicated products like intensive electronic products, heavy products, expensive products, those are the ones I typically stay away from, no matter what category they're in. Really. What what kind of um, I'm familiar with Kindle books, what the royalty structure is for that and everything. What, yeah. How how exactly does it work on the physical side? And can you even maybe explain to people that don't know just even how the fulfillment and everything works? Like, do you have to have the inventory or does Amazon handle all that? Yeah, it's actually a great question. It's actually not that basic of a question. So first off, and as far as royalty, um, basically what Amazon takes, it's a little bit, it varies by a few percentage points for different categories, but most categories, they take 15% of whatever revenue you bring in pretty much. So say, for example, you sell a product for $10, $1.50 is theirs. That's kind of like your advertising costs, your cost of doing business with them. And then anything past that just depends on what you're doing. So you ask about fulfillment, for example. Like they have a program called Fulfillment by Amazon or FBA. I use that for every single thing that we do now. There was a time when I was first getting ramped up on Amazon and had some products that were like blowing up, you know, getting a ton and ton of orders, and I didn't know anything about FBA. So I literally had an office that was just overloaded with inventory. The UPS, USPS people were trying to figure out like what the heck to do with us. So we just had like boxes and boxes and boxes of little packages. We had to print out all these labels. My wife, or before then, was fiance, was 
coming over after work, helping us package up orders. It was a freaking mess. And there was really no extra benefit. Now can use FBA and basically have a supplier send FBA inventory and then FBA will basically do all the shipping for you. If you're selling from Amazon, then those orders automatically get processed from your inventory. You never have to touch anything. And like I literally ran the same exact business while I was living in, uh, in France for three months this year and basically didn't matter. Because basically you can have a supplier in the U.S., send inventory to the U.S. FBA warehouse, and then everything from that point just gets handled automatically. I mean, if I would have known this from the beginning, I would have used it from, from day one. Right. Um, let's say, you know, maybe for people that are listening, is there a certain process that you go through or that you could recommend for people to maybe create their own product? Like, have you had success, for example, with private label product products or, you know, yeah. just maybe just some beginner steps for people if they wanted to go a certain route to selling a product? Sure, sure. So what, so what I recommend starting with is first off, products that are between that $7 and $40 range and then products that are small and lightweight. And then once you get into those sort of criteria that are not super technical, like you're not going to go out there and like private label like an iPhone because it's a device that they spent millions of dollars developing, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't mean you can't go out there and sell like an iPhone case or an iPhone holder or any of that kind of sort of related stuff. So I typically pick stuff that can either, like you said, be private labeled. Um, that, that's typically the route that I recommend people start because you can do a lot of cool marketing stuff and add a lot of value even if the product is essentially the same. I mean, for example, like there's a company, like, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Have you heard of, of Method Hand Soap? I think it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. So they have it in Target and whatnot. They're a multi-million dollar company. It's freaking hand soap. Like, there's, there's nothing different about it. They just put it, instead of some little ugly little cheap bottle, they put it in this like nice, rounded, like well-designed bottle. And then basically it's the kind of hand soap that's it's not that much more expensive. It's not like you have to buy this fancy like ceramic holder, but it's designed well enough that people are willing to just sit it on their sink and it doesn't look super cheap. So the reason I give that example is because like by you doing some you know unique well-designed packaging, these the product itself can be not different whatsoever. But if you have some nice designed packaging and then um, even some extra bonuses, like one example I tend to give is like for example, if you want to go out there and sell yoga mats or yoga blocks or any of that kind of stuff, you can first off have a nicely designed packaging, little you know, uh, paper wrapping or whatever that comes in. And then you can even, for, for an additional differentiator, add in like a DVD or something like that or a membership site that teaches them different exercises they can do. It's those kind of things that you don't have to go spend six months getting some manufactured and patented and all that sort of stuff. You can just add a little extra value, do a little creative marketing with the packaging and that's really brand new product and you're off and running. Yeah, I've actually heard that strategy even just with Kindle books. Just kind right. of, I guess the description you can mention that you know you have a, a free video bonus or just some sort of bonus that maybe in the book or you know after they buy the product they can get access to. So I think that's a really good strategy. Um, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people have done that with info products, but it's just not done as much with physical products and that's yeah. where there's massive opportunities. Yeah. That kind of leads into, let's say, um, let's say you have a product that's ranked, whether it's iPhone cases or whatever it might be. What are what are the, some of the things? What are what are some of the other things that can differentiate you? Like obviously, probably like the uh, the title of the product or the headline yeah. is important. That the image that you have there is important as well. Uh, the description is important. Any any tips or advice just on optimizing that fully? Yeah, I mean the main the main things when it comes to optimizing the listing to make it convert better are really you know title. First off, like. Right now, honestly, on Amazon, almost borderline keyword stuffing on your title is going to help you get more traffic because they are where, from a keyword perspective, they're at like where Google was like 
six years ago. But you still want to make sure that it's readable and that it's built for users. So you can include things like that it has a guarantee or include like, you know, zero risk or any of that kind of good marketing stuff. But then you also just find ways to logically and, you know, somewhat grammatically correct work in different keywords that are relevant to the product. So that's one thing is the title. The second thing is the images. You have nine image spots for most products. So including images there that really sell the product. With your first image, if you're going by Amazon's policies, which not everyone does, it's supposed to be a picture just of the product with a white background. Okay, cool. Even if you don't want to kind of step on a gray area and do something different, all the other eight images can be nicely designed, like uh, you know, gra uh, graphical representations of the product that have different bullet points about the product, different angles, different benefits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then the other thing that you can sort of uh, really work to your advantage is the description. A lot of descriptions for physical products on Amazon especially are, are really poor. They're just like one or two sentences, just something bland, it's no fun whatsoever. But if you really write that like two or three thousand characters, like you're writing sales copy, like you live or die by that, that thing's ability to sell people on that product, that can also help increase your conversion rate. Then there's obviously reviews. And reviews are extremely important just, just like for books, like they are for physical products. I mean, the more and the better reviews that you have, you know, that, that can go a long way and almost be more important than any of those other things. Right. That's, that's, that's awesome. Maybe going back to the ranking, uh, how, how exactly does Amazon ranking work? How do they rank, how do they determine, for example, the, you know, if there's a certain product uh, keyword, there's like 20 pages, how does the ranking structure work and what can people sure. do to start to rank their product, their book and Amazon? Sure. So for, so for categories, it's pretty straightforward. It's just, pretty much based off the number of sales, number of units sold, that's really all it is. It's updated every hour or so, something like that. But for keywords, it's a little different, and it's not updated as fast. It seems to be updated every few days or so. Uh, but for keywords, I mean, it's really about, honestly, it's really about two things. First off, your, your product converting better than any other product, you know, like the things you just talked about, having better image, title, uh, better social proof, being reviews, description, all that sort of stuff that makes it convert better. So that's kind of like the fundamentals you want to get in place first. Second thing is, is making your product get sales through whatever keyword you're targeting. Right. So rather than having like a marketing campaign where you tell people, hey, you know, here's a link to my product, go buy it, please. Okay, cool. That's going to bump up your ranking on Amazon, your category ranking, but it's not going to affect your keyword ranking. And if it does, it'll be marginal. But instead, you can say, hey, you know, I'm, uh, here's a coupon to go buy my product. Go search for this keyword. You'll see me at the bottom of page one. Then buy my product. You're going to get very minimal drop-off, but you'll get the benefit of people searching for that keyword, buying your product, and that's what's going to help you really rank better for that keyword. Right. But you want to make sure that, like, that's kind of a temporary fix because that's going to boost you up in keyword rankings, but that's why you want to make sure your product has the fundamental components that make it convert better because then just naturally, when somebody's searching on Amazon for that keyword never heard of you before, they're going to click on your product. They're going to buy your product instead of somebody else's. That's why you want those fundamental things in place that makes your product convert better first before you do a marketing campaign like that. Right. And is that able to work just with, for example, if you did the search for the product and you know when you, for example, in the link, you can have the keyword in the link? Is that That's the next, the, question, the next question or? everyone always asks. Yeah, yeah, it does not seem to work. Oh, interesting. We've, I mean, honestly, like we've tried direct linking to the, the search, I mean, the product that has the keyword parameter in there. We've tried building a little tool that basically automatically updates the timestamp um, so that it's not exactly the same link, but it automatically updates. It just, for whatever reason, does not seem to work as well. 
right? So it, I mean, that would be ideal, but yeah. Yeah, so they have to actually, the person has to type it in, and it just looks organic and natural, and then however the person, I guess, found your product and bought it for that keyword, it's just basically telling Amazon, their search engine, that, yeah. you know, it's associating that keyword with your product, so the ranking goes up, right? So Yeah, exactly. As far as, as, far as we can tell, that's really the, the, the way it works the best. And have you found that, you know, reviews and, and things like that, do they make a difference to ranking at all, or do they kind of... Yeah, I, I think they make a difference to ranking because of the sort of secondary benefit of boosting conversion rate. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, like, you have a list of 10 products or so whenever somebody searches. If you have your product that has 1,000 reviews, everyone else has 10 reviews, then your product's naturally going to get more clicks. Your product's naturally going to convert higher because people believe in it more. And that additional conversions from... On average, when people rise up in rankings for that keyword, I don't necessarily believe there's a direct benefit. Like, if you get a bunch of reviews, then you're automatically going to rank for all these keywords. It, it, I believe it's that, that sort of secondary benefit. Right. Okay. Um, so, let's say someone has launched a product, whether it's a book or a physical product. How yeah. can they start to get reviews for their product? I honestly think the best way is like, you know, it's a way a lot of people don't want to do because it costs a little bit of money, but it's really just to give the product away. I mean, you want to do it in a structured way so that you have somebody who's following up with those people and to making sure they write a review and all that sort of good stuff. But that's why, like, honestly, like, when I first started selling physical products and whatnot, like, I didn't care as much about quality. Like, I would never sell anything that was, like, harmful or dangerous or that sort of stuff. But I didn't care about having the best product in the market. I was like, whatever, you know, I'm just trying to learn this, just trying to run a business. But now, like, you see, like, your most powerful thing is being able to give people the product, follow up with them, ask them to write a review, and they actually want to do it. So, like, it makes sense. You don't have to have some custom-created world's best product ever made, but something that really delivers on its promise and really provides value, the value people are expecting, or ideally a little bit more, because your best best way to launch any product is just to give however many away you want to get in reviews and use that. I mean, people do that in the book model all the time. I mean, we all know the example of, like, Tim Ferriss giving away 2,000 copies um, before he launched the product and, like, or launched the book, and on the day of launch, he just basically asks people to write reviews. First couple hours, he's got hundreds of reviews. I mean, that works just the same for for any physical product. Right. And so on Amazon, would you just send it as a gift, or how exactly would you do that? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, ideally somebody buys it from Amazon. Like, you can create promotion codes that basically make it zero cost for people, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Amazon gets all kinds of reviews that are completely legitimate, not fake whatsoever, but that are from people that maybe bought the product at Walmart or bought it at Target or whatever, and you're just going to Amazon to write a review. It's fine. It's you know not ideal, but it doesn't because obviously if you're making people jump through another hoop of having to go order it from Amazon first, yeah. then that's going to decrease your response rate. I would just give them the product. Like, hey, give me your address. Your product's on its way. Right. Okay. But if you gift it to them, it, it doesn't matter whether it shows up as a verified review or just a regular review. It's still. Yeah, like you obviously like know Amazon and done stuff. We've had this debate, you know, with me and business partners and whatnot. It's like you know Amazon, so you know what a verified review is. I don't think most people have any freaking clue. Um, it makes no difference to them. Maybe one out of every you know twenty or something like that. I think most people have no clue. They just see reviews and they you know some people probably judge like whether it seems overly fake or whatever. Uh, but other than that, I don't think it's a big difference. Right. Okay. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, this has been great. Um, is there any final things that you want to maybe mention or talk about uh, pe- for people that are getting started or any maybe advanced tactics or whatever that people that maybe already have a product that selling can do just to take it to another level? 
Yeah, I mean, I know you mentioned our, our course, Amazing Selling Machine. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of stuff there, but, you know, what, what I tell people that anybody that's getting started is, like, you know, don't sit there and just, you know, think about for, you know, six years on what product you're going to sell and then eventually finally get into something. Like, Amazon tells you what products sell the best. Go in there, pick something that looks cool, that's selling well, ideally has a bestseller rank, you know, 100 or below. Pick a product there and just start running with it. And you'll learn a heck of a lot more once you have a product live. I mean, inside the Amazing Selling Machine course, I mean, that, that's really what we drive home. It's for people not just to absorb information, but to actually go out there and do something. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, anybody that's listening to this call, I mean, you should already be going to jumping over to Amazon and looking at the different products, seeing something you might be interested in. Because, like, you can get started with a lot of these products with only, like, a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Now, you may find a product that there's a higher minimum order quantity, and, like, that may be cost prohibitive for you. But for most products, it's not. And it's just, you know... If nothing else, great experience to have, but honestly, there's, there's a lot of money to be made there, and there's a lot of, of big businesses to be built, I mean, out of physical products, because a lot of physical products, they're not like fly-by-night kind of like marketing loopholes, and their products people could be ordering for years. So that, that's the biggest thing I say is just get started. Yeah. Let me ask you one more question, and I want to maybe ask you a little bit more about your amazing uh, selling machine as well. Sure. Uh, what about the back end? What kind of um, ways have you found just to leverage the back end once people buy your product to maybe um, build a customer list or what kind of strategies right. do you have there? Right. So that's that's one limitation of that you'll encounter with selling on Amazon if you don't do it the right way is that when you sell physical products on Amazon, they're going to give you name, shipping address, phone number, and an encrypted email address. Easiest and cheapest way to market to people is via email. But you get an encrypted email address, so you can't really market to them because it all goes through Amazon systems. You can get your seller central account in trouble. What I recommend doing, which is what a lot of big companies do, take like a P90X, for example, is making sure you include some sort of offer, insert, or something like that in your packaging that makes people want to go give you their email address. Whether that's an additional bonus offer, it's a user guide, it's a, uh, uh, you know, some different, you know, it's a fitness product, some different workouts they can do or whatever. It can apply to any product out there. You go do that because then hopefully if it's a strong enough offer and you've really written it up well and you, you've done all the marketing side right, hopefully you capture you know, 50, 60% of those people uh, in an email database and then like, it's real easy from that point on because every time you want to launch an Amazon product, hey, you know, we're giving some of these away for free or at a discount or whatever, go out there and buy it now and use your coupon code. It's none of this sort of like you know, having to build a list or go through traffic sources or any of that sort of stuff. So I recommend doing that sooner rather than later and honestly building that into your packaging from the beginning because we've got we've, we've I've had experience multiple times where I like understand that um, intellectually but then like when you're neck deep and like running out of product and having to reorder and all that sort of stuff you don't want to have to like worry about having to order this extra packaging to be able to include that sort of thing so doing it from the beginning is really going to serve you incredibly well long term and do you generally stay within the same niche so if you're selling soap you would you basically expand your product line to other skincare products or you know health products or whatever right sort of in the past i mean there's i mean there's obviously advantages to doing that because then you can you leverage that customer list to launch these new products i mean even if you only had a physical mailing address list you can always send out postcards or whatever to launch your new product but then it just depends i i you know decision but sometimes you're just interested in other markets you see another product selling well and you see it doing well my real main criteria is can it be a big dollar brand? Because if then it's not it's not really worth it for me to go spend all the time and effort and do everything to jump in a product that only makes like five, ten grand a month. 
But if the product has the potential, I mean, it's nice if it starts there, but it's only, if it has the potential to make millions and millions of dollars, then that makes it a good product to get into. I don't really necessarily care what category it's in, as long as it you know, sort of meets my own, I guess, moral values. Yeah. And can you maybe share with people just how much, you know, just kind of a rough idea of how much they can make by having a physical product that's, you know, high ranked in Amazon that's selling really well? Yeah, I mean, just because, you know, having the basic selling machine course, um, we're, we're very aware of FTC laws and whatnot, right. so I'm obviously never going to talk about our, our students or any of that sort of stuff, I'm not promising any results, et cetera, et cetera, but I'll put it this way, like, for example, like, we were looking at Amazon the other day and looking at a uh, little stylus pens, you know, little pens you can write on your iPad with or, or whatever, looking at those, they were selling for about 10 bucks each, and we know it's even, it's a package of like 10 of them, but they're still dirt cheap. You can get that entire package, honestly, for probably a dollar with the packaging and everything like that. And so let's say on average those things make about five bucks, five bucks per sale. And those things were ranked like number 13 in all of cell phone and accessories, which is a category I've been in before. And so I know, I know what those sales ranks equate to in number of units sold. So that thing's probably selling, let's say to be conservative, at least a thousand units a day. A thousand units a day, five bucks each, that's five thousand dollars a day, that's over a million dollars a year in profit. And that's one product out of the millions on Amazon. I mean, those kind of opportunities are yeah. all over the place on Amazon. So that, that just gives you an idea of, you know, sort of what's possible with products that you may have thought are just pretty mundane and whatnot. It's just because, I mean, I, I know what bestseller ranks in certain categories equated to two or three years ago when I started selling on Amazon, three, four years ago, actually. And I know what those same number, same rankings mean today in sales. And it's at least double or triple. Just because we all know the statistics, more and more people are shopping online, and also there's kind of like the whole consolidation of big brands where more and more people are actually wanting to buy from Amazon as opposed to little e-commerce stores. It's just easier, they got their credit card number stored and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, obviously <laughs> you could say I'm biased, I mean, of course these people have to do this stuff, but on the other hand, I mean, just, just look for yourself, honestly. Yeah. Well, I wanted to give people just the idea of just the opportunity of physical products because... You know, some people have their Kindle books and they're making a couple hundred yeah. dollars or a couple thousand dollars a month, which is great, but right. with the physical products, it's just kind of opening up a new door of opportunity where, you know, some of the people that are listening to this, they're already familiar and have experience with, you know, selling products on Amazon, their, their books or, and ranking yeah. them, but the physical world just opens up a new world that people don't really think about where there's, in a way, not as much competition, I think, because with Kindle, it's just, it's I guess it's almost too easy just to publish Kindle books, whereas a physical product, I guess there's a bit more of a process to it. Yeah, so, 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 so the way I kind of like have explained it to people before is that like, you know, Kindle is great for building a brand and it can be good for building money for people and all that sort of thing, but like you take, for example, like just like a this sort of rhetorical question, but like how many books on Amazon Kindle do you think are making $10,000 in profit every single day? A hundred or less, 200 or less, something like that? But the number of physical products is in the thousands of products that make $10,000 or more in profit per day. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just the numbers behind it. I mean, there's nothing right or wrong about it. I mean, Kindle's good. It can be great for... I mean, once you know Kindle, honestly, like, you, you know a platform that's really easy to get into and great for building leads for any market out there. There's books on everything. And once you know how to market in that space, and you can do whatever you want with those leads, but an easy thing to do with them is to uh, turn those people into buying from an ecosphere they're already familiar with, you know, if you're selling products. So Amazon, for example. Cool, man. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what the Amazing Selling Machine is and how people can check it out? 
Sure, sure. So, uh, I mean, we basically have built an entire training course, it's an eight-week training course, that we actually launched it back in March. And so basically it's an eight-week training course that we're doing weekly coaching calls, there's tons of videos in there, there's interviews with people, teach people everything A to Z from doing this business model. Everything from getting set up to sell physical products on Amazon. Sort of basic, sort of not basic, just depending on what you're doing. Then it teaches people how do you find what products to sell, what products are best to sell. Then how do you find suppliers domestically and overseas and how do you navigate that whole process and speed it up and how do you get products for cheaper and all that sort of good stuff. Then how do you launch it on Amazon? How do you do really in depth all the fundamental stuff like titles, keywords, images, descriptions and all that sort of thing. And then how do you market that product? How do you really use different tools that we've built um, and whatnot to get more reviews than any of your competitors? How do you get ranked for keywords? We have about seven different tools that are all included with this thing. And then past that, really, how do you build more and more traffic automatically to your Amazon product that will equate to more buyers and more rankings on Amazon? And then we start getting into the later modules. Basically, how do you take that brand and really start leveraging it by creating an e-commerce store and doing those other kind of things to really diversify revenue? So, yeah, I mean, that, that's really what it's all about. And the first time we launched, we built an insane community. I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, FTC laws, like, we'd be telling everybody on the planet about all the results people are getting. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty insane. I mean, people are loving it because, like, unlike a lot of internet marketing stuff where people are just kind of, like, don't want to tell anything, tell anybody about it because either it's just, you know, either kind of dirty or just too complicated, nobody can understand it. But they can say, hey, here's the freaking product that I'm selling, you know, they can show friends, family members, whatnot, and it's really something they can see the sort of longevity in, unlike, you know, sort of gaming Google or any of that sort of stuff. So yeah, and also included in the course is a live event. We had our last one last year with about uh, with live stream and live attendance, like seven eight hundred people attending. This year, we're planning on having over a thousand, but it's only for current members and past members. Um, so that's a sort of awesome bonus. If people can't make it, there's always a live stream option or recordings option. But we have a ton of people who make it down for that. So that's that's really what's included in the entire course. We have like a raving base of customers that are constantly posting stuff in the forum and the uh, Facebook group, but yeah, that's really what it's all about. Awesome. And how can people uh, go check out? Yeah, I mean, you just go, basically, it's only open for a limited period of time, but you can go to AmazingSellingMachine.com, and you'll be able to tell whether it's open or not. There'll either be a video there, or I think it says doors closed, so. <laughs> cool, and I think it's being, uh, it's being launched on, is it October 4th? Yeah, basically we're starting the whole process September 24th, we're or September 23rd, Monday. We're releasing a whole lot of great content and whatnot, and then the doors actually open for people to be able to sign up on October 3rd. Awesome. Cool, yeah. man. Well, I'm going to make sure to include a link uh, to that that will go along with this video where people can cool. uh, definitely get on there and check it out. Really appreciate your time, man. I learned a lot. I think this will help a lot of people. Um, sure. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level.